a Podcast One production. Hey, I'm former Australian beach sprinter and fitness trainer Katie Williams. When I was competing, I would do anything I needed to do to be the best. But now that I'm retired, I'm trying to develop a more balanced relationship with my diet, exercise, and my body image. In each episode, I'll try a different diet or lifestyle challenge for two weeks to see if it helps me think, move, or feel better. For two weeks, the challenge I'm taking on is plant-based eating. Not vegan, it is plant-based. So I want to give my body the opportunity to thrive on plants, to remove all animal products to see how I feel physically, mentally, and socially. I want to see how I digest, um, how much energy I have, how hungry I am, has my reflux improved, did I lose any weight, did I gain any weight, did I stick to whole foods or did I go for the vegan junk food? Hopefully, hopefully not. I'm really interested to see if my skin improves, if my sleep improves and also if my mood is better as well. Socially, if I'll have any trouble eating plant-based with my friends and family, my brother is a big meat eater and I just feel like he's not going to approve of this and there's already going to be arguments, so I'll let you know how I go. I definitely have some concerns with this challenge and one of them would be eating out or eating on the go. Um, So I definitely think I'll probably be doing a lot more cooking and a lot more meal prep than I'm used to, but I'm okay with that. I've prepared for it. The best case scenario for me would be that my body loves plant-based and I thrive on it, um, that I don't miss cheese or get crazy cravings for chocolate or salmon, and hopefully I really love it and I adopt some more conscious choices for my body and my mind. Before this challenge, I wanted to bring in my friend, Sammy Bloom. She is incredible. She's completely plant-based. She's a lawyer turned nutritionist, and she's known on Instagram for her balanced and delicious plant-based cooking. I wanted to speak to Sammy about the benefits of going plant-based, how my body will feel throughout the challenge, and get some advice, guidance, and tips for where to start. I'm so excited to have my friend, Sammy Bloom, in the studio. She is a plant-based nutritionist. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. What is a plant-based diet versus a vegan diet? So I guess, you know, vegan was probably the first term that came about when people started excluding animal products. But slowly you kind of begin to realize that a lot of things are vegan, but they're not necessarily healthy or like a complete diet. So when you're talking about vegan, you know, not eating could be considered vegan um, or just eating hot chips. Or Oreos are vegan. Oreos. Um, and then obviously you've got all your mock meats these days and all your processed foods, certain, you know, even lollies. But when we're talking about a whole food plant-based diet or just a plant-based diet, it's where you base your nutrients and your calories in whole foods. So things that come from the earth, your fruits, your vegetables, legumes, whole grains. And that's kind of, I guess, the way that people are more gearing the terminology is going that way because we want to emphasize the health component behind a vegan diet. It's not just the exclusion of the all animal products in, in like an unhealthy way. If you're if you're coming at it from a health perspective, you're probably going to go more for the whole food plant-based. It's still an exclusion of animal products, but you want to um, be getting your sources of nutrition from good sources that come from like the earth as opposed to processed, refined sources. Do you think it's something that has to be like all or nothing? Because I kind of see vegan as... I'm all or nothing, completely vegan, absolutely nothing from an animal. And I kind of see plant-based as maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room 
Yeah. Meaning like maybe you don't consume it, but you wouldn't, you know, chuck out all your leather boots or have something with gelatin in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, I think just definitions in general are tricky. And when we put ourselves in these boxes, like really, who who are we trying to please? Like people can just do the best they can. Of course. And, and what works for their lifestyle. I don't buy leather. Um, so I guess I do consider myself like vegan, but I also haven't chucked my leather goods out. And then there'd be an argument for that, that I'm doing the wrong thing there. You know what I mean? Because I have leather from the past. But I think the boxes are hard. So let's talk about the reasons why people go plant-based. So many reasons. So obviously I'm a nutritionist. I see people um, where in a more extreme version, maybe their GP, doesn't happen often, but maybe their GP has recommended it because they have diabetes or heart disease or they're kind of showing it's getting close to something like that based on their bloods, high cholesterol, um, so that's definitely something that has that's come across um, my desk. But other reasons would be because of popular culture, and then they're really intrigued on how they can optimize their lifestyle. You know, they hear so and so has more energy or has better recovery at the gym, better skin. So I think food trends work in the work in, I guess, health professionals' favor because it piques people's interest, and people have heard so many things about the vegan diet nowadays that they're very curious. So that's definitely something I hear a lot. And then um, weight loss is a really big one too. People can lose quite a bit of weight following a vegan diet. Why did you choose plant-based? So I was actually vegetarian from when I was four. And then when I was in my teens and like early 20s, I wanted to do the whole high protein, low carb thing because I wanted to lose weight and I had a bit of disordered eating. And so I tried, like literally I really tried to like fish and chicken. I didn't naturally really gravitate toward it, but I did introduce it then. So there was a few years where I dabbled. And then um, my, well, he's now my husband, my boyfriend, um, said that he was interested in trying a vegan diet. And I just started studying nutrition. So he suggested it? Yeah. he, he um, Who was this man? That's amazing. Yeah. Never heard of me. He was listening to a podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and so anyway, so then I was like, no, because I've tried my whole life to like these things because I want to eat high protein. Um, and now you're telling me I have to change all over again because like I'm cooking <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he was like well let's just try it and I and so I said okay let's try it for a month we'll just go vegan like let's not do vegetarian he wanted to go vegetarian I was like no let's go vegan um we'll do it for a month and see how we feel and we felt really good and then you know four years on we've kept it up since then so if someone were to have a really high animal product diet mm-hmm. would it be hard for them to transition into plant-based straight into it and what kind of like difficulties would they feel do you think? I think any change is hard, especially a dramatic one. So if they don't transition and they want to do it as kind of like rip the band-aid off, I'm just going to try this for two weeks. Sure, that's going to be quite challenging. Um, I mean, I think we can do anything for two weeks. So it's really about mindset there and then having the right tools to know that you're getting enough food and um, to kind of answer to your cravings. If you feel like something that's quite meaty, there's so many ways that you can make food taste like things nowadays. So I think that's really important. But in terms of what they'll feel like, they'll definitely um, experience some kind of, I usually um, tell clients they experience some kind of detoxing effect when they start having real foods as opposed to processed foods or, you know, meat's quite um, heavy to digest. So maybe they feel like they're not eating enough when they're having plant-based foods and just helping with their expectations. So yeah, you might not find it as difficult as the next person. So what changes should I expect to physically going plant-based? 
Uh, so physically, everybody's different and it depends on your starting point. Again, how much meat you ate. And when I say meat, I'm just going to use that as the umbrella term yeah. for fish, meat, poultry, eggs, dairy, just animal products. So it depends on that for sure. And it also depends on, I guess, the symptoms that you're struggling with. Like everybody's different. But in general, um, most of my clients report just a feeling of lightness. Mm. And that doesn't have to be weight loss. Um, mm. It can just be that they're not feeling as sluggish yes. and weighed down. Again, that comes down to digestion a little bit, but there's a few reasons there. So I definitely think feeling a bit more sprightly and light and potentially energetic is a big one. Bowel movements, very regular. I love to talk to my clients about yeah. their changes. And even if you are regular, you might just notice, you know, the frequency might increase, the form might be better for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, certain things are changing in your gut and that just comes down to your your gut bacteria is now feeding on um, different or more of all these great nutrient nutrient dense plants. So um, feeding your microbiome. Yes. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I definitely see people find themselves more regular. There can be more bloating for yes. some. Again, I don't look at bloating as a bad thing unless it's causing extreme discomfort. And you have to remember that when you're doing any kind of change in your body, things are happening. It's your body's trying to get used to it. Yeah. And Would that be the fiber content? It can be, but again, it's it's that, well, fiber is what your gut bacteria feed on. So it's kind of them having a party. Like you're right. literally giving them all the things that they've probably been wanting, but more of the good stuff. And yeah. so sometimes that bloating, it's transitional. It comes and goes. And hopefully it's just that bacteria thriving. For somebody who was coming off the back of quite a highly processed diet, I definitely do warn that you'd feel um, maybe a bit worse before you feel better. And that's that detox effect. You've been putting all these foods in your body that have been stripped and broken down for you. And suddenly you're trying to digest, you know, these raw leafy greens that you haven't necessarily had frequently. And that can just tax your digestive system a bit, but it just takes time. Um, and eventually those enzymes and that stomach acid all wakes up and eventually you can digest that um, much better. So I think that's important to keep in mind. Sleep, you know, I've, I've definitely find people sleep better. A lot of overheating, a lot overheaters in the middle of the night. Um, that's mainly with men, but there's a lot of um, people that report feeling like, or their partner tells them they just get so hot in the middle of the, the night. Meat sweats. It's meat sweats for sure, but it's also their liver. So, oh, wow. Well, all of our organs are repairing overnight, but there's certain times um, that I kind of look at, that's the liver, and I'm, and I'm just curious to monitor that to see how things are optimizing now that they've cut out so much of the crap. So let's talk about some of the mental benefits from going plant-based. Well, I guess the big one for that is when you're looking at your gut bacteria again, because there is such a food, mood, like gut bacteria, mind um, connection. And we're learning more and more about that every day. Some of the gut bacteria in our, in our microbiome can help and can change the neurotransmitters that we receive in our brain. So definitely some mood shifts, hopefully for the better. I read something the other day that serotonin is actually created in our gut. Mm -hmm. Mind-blowing. Serotonin is the feel-good, bliss, happy yeah. chemical yeah. in our gut. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, so it is. And you, it's undeniable and we're learning so much. But just changing that gut bacteria to um, by having a more varied diet, giving all those um, short-chain fatty acids that are found in a lot of the fibrous veggie foods, you're going to have favorable effects on what you're feeling in your brain in terms of focus as well as mood, concentration, and clarity. And I also think it's important to remember that some people might be sitting here and listening like, oh, I'm pretty good in all those things. And that's not to say that's not true, but there's definitely um, something to be said for kind of testing your normal. Like sometimes you just think, 
well, it's normal to feel like this or like everyone's tired at three. And I'm not saying that you're going to suddenly become like superhuman, but there is a chance that you can do better. Like that's just your normal. I want to talk about social health for plant-based. I feel like there's, there's some negatives and there's some obviously fantastic positives. Can we go into that? Yeah, I think it can definitely bring up some social anxiety for people. Any restrictive diet can because they're going to like be, oh, I don't want to be the one that's difficult or I, it's going to be really hard to say no um, and that can maybe even bring up some disordered eating or body image stuff. So like I said, I'm really big on people taking a step back and reflecting inward first and just saying, what do I want to get out of this? What's important to me? Hopefully I'm, I'm around friends and people that understand and just being open and transparent and saying, I'm not going to have that. And you just have to be confident in your choices. I don't find it socially hard. Obviously, everybody knows that I'm vegan and my husband's vegan. That makes it very easy. But in the beginning, I just had to be really, you know, confident in my convictions. This is my choice. I enjoy this. I feel better or I'm giving it a go, whatever way you want to describe it. And then just kind of stick to that. So this is a challenge-based podcast. Yes. And I've brought you in to chat, but also to set me a challenge. Okay. What is my challenge? Your challenge is going to be two weeks, strictly whole food plant-based to the exclusion of all animal products. And we'll see how you go. Bring it on. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. I feel like you've got this. I feel like I do. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be fine. I will tell you what is in my diet in small amounts at the moment. When I go out for dinner, I would like not care if there was like cheese or butter on a side dish, I would never take it off. Um, I still have some eggs every now and then. If I make like protein pancakes, I'll put an egg in there. Like I have soy milk and almond milk at home, um, coconut yogurt, and I have chicken. I also have um, fish. So I have tuna and salmon and I'm anaphylactic to um, shellfish. So do you think that two weeks is long enough for me to notice changes? I think toward the end of the two weeks, you should definitely notice some type of changes because you've been consistent for two weeks, whereas maybe you've done two days before and then had something. So I I think the body responds to consistency and two weeks is a decent amount of time to feel hopefully some positive or negative shift and to assess it. But I mean, ideally, I do think like, for instance, if I was to get somebody to do a challenge for more, I guess like serious health concerns, I'd probably do three months and do blood testing either side. Of course. Yeah. Um, my health is is good. And I get, get on this podcast and I talk a lot about my my health problems and only because we, you know, we're looking at small one percenters. I do get a bit of reflux, a little bit of bloating. Um, I'm just trying to optimise. Yeah. You know, if I went to the doctor, I would be completely healthy. My bloods are healthy. My iron is low. Obviously, iron will not increase within two weeks because it takes a long time to, to store. But... I'm sort of looking at sort of up-leveling and improving my life. And I think you'll feel that. Honestly, I think after two weeks, you should be able to report some kind of changes in an area. And even if it was just one, say like your reflux disappears or your energy gets better than you thought it was like already, I think after two weeks, you'll be able to notice something. But you'll let us know. One common misconception and very frustrating myth Mm -hmm. for me, and I'm sure you, is that people who are plant-based don't get enough protein. Well, that doesn't frustrate me at all. Why? <laughs> no, I'm joking, oh. of course. <laughs> it's like the main one. Um, no, okay. So, I mean, why do people think that? No one's concerned, right, until you tell them that you're plant-based. But protein's in everything, literally, maybe in small amounts, but the oats that you have in the morning and like the celery that you're eating, it's all got trace amounts in it, so it definitely adds up. So there's a decent portion from your non-protein-dense sources that creep their way into your diet when you're, when you're plant-based. And that's great. That covers quite a bit. And then you want to have like a dense source of protein in, three, in your three main meals, as you would if you weren't vegan. 
you know. So I guess in answer to your question, there's definitely a myth around how much protein is can, is able to be consumed when you're on a solely plant-based diet. And it's simply not true. You, as a woman, you can get, you know, 0.75 grams for every kilo of your body weight. And as a man, you can get 0.85 grams for every kilo of your body weight very easily and exceed that if you're eating enough calories. So as Australians, we're constantly over-consuming protein. It's, yeah. And, and the World Health Organization, all these organizations, it's only ever supposed to be 10 to 20% of our plate, yet we talk about it 80% of the time. Like it doesn't make any massive sense. massive concern. So let's just quickly fire some high-protein mm. vegan options. Yeah. So the best ones I love are legumes. So you've got your lentils, chickpeas, and every type of bean. Uh, whole grains always have some protein in there as well. Um, people know about quinoa, but they all con- contain some sort of protein. Raw nuts and seeds are great as well to add little boosters. My favorite booster to any meal is an, is nutritional yeast. Have you tried it? Yes, and I always put hemp seeds on my food as well. Yeah. Nutritional yeast is fantastic. Because it's not necessarily super filling if you don't want to have like, you know, a cup of lentils or whatever. But if you have this big green salad with some grains in there and you put two to three tablespoons of nutritional yeast, like the yeast itself is almost 10 grams of protein. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Th- sorry, for, for three tablespoons. And obviously you already spoke about um, legumes, but that would come under tofu and tempeh soybeans. Oh yeah, as well. And that's another great sauce. So I generally tell people um, in their meals to have either legumes or tempeh or or tofu. And then in the morning, because not everybody feels like that or they can't make that, you can lean on a protein powder if you need it. But I'm also fine with someone just having like a bowl of granola with some nuts or porridge or a smoothie. It doesn't have to necessarily always have it in there. Um, I think you need to like tap into your hunger levels, your activity levels and how you're feeling. So I do have a few fears and concerns around the challenge. I am a little concerned about uh, managing my schedule and I'm a pretty <laughs> jam-packed, I jam-pack my days up. So I'm worried that on the go, I won't be able to find like healthy, nutritious, plant-based options. That's probably one of my only concerns. So um, like, let me ask you, when you're not following a challenge, like would you do any food prep anyway or would you usually do grab and go stuff that you know is healthy around you? Um, I probably eat out one one meal a day. Okay. So <laughs> and I will prep the other two. So that's the meal you're talking about, like how to navigate that? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a dinner usually or like a lunch takeout. Yeah. I think dinner's easier than say like takeout because okay. dinner you're sitting down presumably, and like the waiter can kind of talk to you about what's on the menu. When I'm at a restaurant that literally has no main for me, I'll just get the sides. Yep. So there's like steamed greens, um, you know, like maybe some potatoes, whatever salad there is. And then I'll check any of the other meals and see, okay, was there like lentils or quinoa or anything in any of them? And I was like, okay, can you just give me a side of that as well? Amazing. And I kind of just make my own little mixed plate. That's one way. Um, when it comes to, I guess, takeaway options and like lunch or running around the city or if you want a snack or something like that, you just have to be cautious of ingredients. A roll of sushi is a great snack. If you can find like a brown rice or white rice sushi roll with just raw veggies and avocado, like none of the deep fried tofu or anything like that, as a snack, that's fine. Like yeah. you're getting some protein in the rice. It's got some nice veggies in there. There's fiber. That's a great snack to me. It's definitely better than like a processed bag of chips or something like of that. Of course. So um, there's that. I think a lot of places now have bliss balls that are mostly dairy free. You can always grab one of them when you're at like a either just at store or a cafe, like obviously coffee's not off the menu, but you can always get like, you know, a turmeric latte as a snack if they have almond milk, or you can go get a juice or a smoothie. Most of those places can do it without dairy. So just getting creative. Yeah, I think so. And thinking about what you'd probably go for and what you can tweak to make it vegan. I love that. Like maybe you would always have a smoothie, but now you're just saying, okay, just definitely have almond milk in there. Of course. Yeah. So I'm going plant-based for two weeks. Yes. 
What is my homework? So other than sticking to the plant-based diet, I want you to fill in. I've brought some sheets for you. So I've got a um, a sheet here from my ebook, just like the vegan food pyramid that will kind of guide you on servings. And then I've printed out two pages of diet diaries that will cover you for 14 days. Write down everything that you eat, your exercise for the day as well, and any symptoms, specifically bowel movements. I want to hear all about them. <laughs> I love sharing my bowel movements. I do this with my, so, I do this with my naturopath anyway. Yeah, so You that's should great. be looking and yeah. it's gross, but you should know what's going on in your stomach. Yeah, I agree. So, um, but any other symptoms and especially the ones that you're hoping to improve. Yes. So, you know, whatever else that is, write it down. And if it's, and if it's negative, write it down. If it's of positive, course. write it down. Um, and then I have a little one pager for you to fill out for the end of the challenge, just basically running through how do you feel emotionally, physically, what went well, most challenging things that need more attention, how can you best overcome that going forward, one to two things that you want to continue going forward. I do want to ask you, what do I do when I get home? Mm. So like stocking the fridge, doing a food shop, what would you recommend for me? So if you are time poor and you don't want to cook all your beans and things like that from scratch, I'm so fine with you having, you know, canned legumes and that way you just rinse them, wash them, um, strain them and, and you're all good to go. So I think that's a really good handy thing to have on hand. If you can like cook up a bunch of grains at the beginning of the week, whether that's brown rice or quinoa or millet, whatever appeals to you, having that in the fridge ready to go is also really good to bulk up your meals and make dinner much quicker. Spices, you know, you want to make sure everything tastes to your liking, the way you would spice, say, fish or whatever it is that you would would usually do. Having things like tempeh and tofu in the fridge is good. And then just a wide variety of colourful vegetables and fruits, just keeping them on hand. I'm sure you would do that anyway, but just you don't even have to have them all chopped up and ready to go. If you can, amazing. If not, just have it there. And I think that will kind of make food prep much easier for you. I want to quickly talk about a few toppers to add. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do have like tahini, nutritional yeast. Yeah, nice. What are some things that I should be adding into my diet to make sure that I'm nutritionally covered? Mm. Well, I think just consuming a variety of different foods will do that. But if you want to like boost anything, I think herbs and sprouts are really good on salads. I love nutritional yeast. I think that's a good B vitamin and protein booster. I like spirulina for a smoothie. Again, that's like a bit of a protein boost. If you don't want to use protein powder, great source of other minerals as well. Seaweed is really good for things like your minerals like iodine, which is really important. And especially if you're cutting out fish now, that's just a good way to kind of go about that. So you can tear like nori sheets up, put them in salads. You can wrap your salads in a nori sheet. You can just chew on a nori sheet, however you like it, make your own sushi at home. So they're really good kind of, I guess, like superfood boosters. And then nuts and seeds. There's so many options now. Like yeah. it's actually wild when you look around. And it can be overwhelming. So I yeah. guess also just remembering to keep it simple. Like I want you to have beans, whole grains, colorful fruits and vegetables, and some small portions of raw nuts and seeds, and you're good to go. Anything else you want to add is just a bonus. It's amazing. I'm really excited. Okay, so I have my homework. Yes. I have my vegan pyramid. Yep. I've got my questions. Mm-hmm. I've got my food journal. You've told me what to eat. You've given me a plant-based staple list of what I can stock the fridge and cupboard with. And I'm so excited. I'm I now excited know for so you. much. Yeah, I think you're going to really feel good. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been a delight. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. Should we go get a vegan meal? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm about to go do a food shop. I'm going to get some vegan cheese, tofu, tempeh, all the things that I need. I really am excited for this challenge. Here we go. 
midway through the plant-based challenge and I do feel good, um, but I don't feel great. I've had a lot of bloating, um, but I'm just going to embrace it because my stomach is just getting used to a different variety of foods and um, probably just a lot more, a lot more fiber. This is a seaton chicken burger. It's not real chicken. It is vegan chicken. Let's give it a go. It tastes like chicken. To be honest, like you don't have to pull away from the things that you love just because you're going plant-based. Like there are so many options and you just have to be a bit more conscious and do a bit more planning ahead when you're going out for dinner. Okay, so I've eaten plant-based for two weeks and the challenge is now over. Week one was a little challenging. I definitely felt more hungry than normal and I had to consume a lot more food than I normally do. I also experienced a lot of bloating, but week two things really kicked off well. My performance in the gym was amazing. I felt like I had more energy and I felt like I had way more stamina. My recovery after my training sessions was so much better. I had less soreness and less DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness. I felt less inflamed throughout my whole body and I was just shocked because some of the sessions I was doing, I thought for sure I'd wake up not being able to walk and I bounced back straight away. So I actually trained harder. I discovered new foods and new recipes. I had my first plant-based kebab, plant-based burrito and taco. A lot of my lunches were bowls. I made nourish bowls or Buddha bowls. Basically a nourish bowl or a Buddha bowl is a bowl full of ingredients. You're starting off with a base like rice. Then I'll add some veggies like sweet potato, some fresh veggies like tomatoes, carrot, cucumber, onion. I would add in chickpeas, legumes, top it off with some tahini, some hemp seeds. It's basically a big bowl of nourishment. And to me, that was just the perfect lunch. It kept me full. It kept me full for hours all the way until dinner. My mood was stable. My energy was great. I had less highs and less lows. My sleep improved. My digestion improved. I physically felt lighter. I was going to the bathroom more. I actually lost some body fat. Mentally, I felt clearer and more focused and productive. The biggest one for me was my reflux completely disappeared. This is wild. I've had reflux literally for 10 years. And for this two-week period, I did not have reflux once, which was amazing. I also didn't get any post-nasal drip, which is congestion that I often get. Throughout this, I also never felt deprived. And I thought at times I might. I didn't miss the foods I thought I would miss. And I felt like I had a sense of peace, like I was doing the right thing for my body. I absolutely love plant-based cheese and chocolate. To me, it tastes better and my body actually thrives on it. Also, I found the love for hummus. I love hummus anyway, but I never consumed more hummus than I did in this two weeks. I was getting through one tub of hummus a week and that's a personal record. There was a few negatives on this challenge. Obviously, I had more bloating. I had to be organized with how much food I was consuming, making sure I'm getting enough energy and calories. I had to be more conscious about balancing my meals as well. I had a breakout with my skin and a lot of people have said that that's because of toxins releasing from my body. I'm cool with that. My skin breaks out quite a bit, so that just happens on the reg. <laughs> I did have some fears coming into this challenge and none of them played out. I didn't get much backlash going plant-based. I did have a few narky comments from my brother, but that's because he's a carnivore. I didn't have to cook much and I thought I'd be spending way more time in the kitchen and eating out was fine. I found so many plant-based options and healthy ones as well. Two weeks were definitely enough time to notice the benefits. I actually noticed the benefits within the first few days. I've asked myself, will I continue this challenge long term? And I'm going to continue consuming more plants because my body thrives on them. 
I'm not going to make any promises or label my diet as plant-based or vegan. I'm just going to do the best for my body. I would recommend plant-based to others, but for me, the biggest thing is just consuming more plants and obviously not making any drastic changes to your body. Everyone is different. There is no perfect diet for anyone. And if you're going to make any changes, please do consider seeing a naturopath, dietitian, or your GP. So the main question is, did it help me think, move or feel better? And the answer is yes. My body has thrived on this plant-based diet and I've absolutely loved this challenge. So that's it for my two weeks of plant-based eating. If you want to see the behind the scenes from this challenge, check out my Instagram at Katie Williams. My next challenge is on positive psychology, diving into the problems I have with self-criticism and perfectionism. Join me next time to see if I'm better for it. Better For It was presented by Katie Williams and produced in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Lindsay Green. Audio producer, Matt Mikulich. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. For more episodes, head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Better For It podcast. <laughs>